TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. You can always follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Kind enough to join us each and every Wednesday. Cobb, are we going to get chaos are we going to get chaos when Saturday night ends and we're sitting there and we're going to have to listen to a bunch of pontificating about who should be in on Sunday? I hope we get chaos. Chaos is fun. I agree. <laughs> the, 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 the top eight in, in the college football playoff rankings have pretty much been the same for like two months now. And obviously like Ohio State falls after losing to Michigan, but they're still in that top eight. Still the same eight teams. Like Still ahead of Bama and Texas. I know. So I hope we get chaos. I, I think there are going to be some very disappointed Alabama fans. If they if they pull the upset, which is a huge if, I think that could just set Bama fans up for, for the meltdown of the century if they beat Georgia and are left out. So you and I see it the same way. Because I think if if Georgia or whatever, if Alabama wins and presuming Michigan wins I think whoever wins, or at this point it seems like whoever wins between Oregon and Washington, that team's getting in. And then if Florida State wins, I think they're clearly in. But I honestly think that they have clearly shown the head-to-head against Texas is going to matter. And I'm in the camp of I think the only way the SEC gets left out is if Alabama wins and then everybody else wins. Yeah, well, I mean, so what the easiest path for Florida to get in is – or for Alabama to get in, is for Florida State to lose, mm-hmm. right? And Michigan's not going to lose. So we need Florida State to lose. And we probably need Texas uh, to lose as well. I mean, Yes, I think that that is Alabama's problem because I suppose you can make the case if Alabama runs Georgia out of the building, which I obviously don't expect, and then if maybe Texas, like, struggles mightily with Oregon or with Oklahoma State, maybe – but, I mean, like you're, you're going to have a real tough problem in which why do we play head-to-head if it doesn't matter? Exactly right. And it's mattered all year in the rankings. And I realize Alabama beating Georgia would be a, a signature win. But then all you have to do is say, well, Texas beat the Alabama team that just got the signature win. Like, so I, I think that week one and week two in college football should matter when you're, when you're parsing out resumes. Because, really, this should be who has the best resume. Not a power ranking of who is playing the best right now or who Vegas would favor on a neutral field. Because if we're going to do it that way, then just forget about Florida State. Like, don't, don't even put them in there. Because I think Oregon would be favored over Florida State on the neutral. Ohio State would be. Texas would be. 
Alabama would be. I bet, shoot, you, you want to keep going down the list. I bet Missouri and maybe even Penn State would be favored over Florida State on a neutral field. So it's not a power ranking. It's not a, a Vegas um, odds maker's choice. It's the four best resumes in college football. And uh, Alabama just left itself behind the eight ball uh, with what it did in week two. And I'm a firm believer that it, it should matter. And it's not like they played them in Tuscaloosa. Like, uh, and it was a double-digit win. Like, I, I just, there becomes a point in which, like, it's for the same logic of, even if Florida State goes undefeated, I think they're in no matter what. Because, like, at a certain point, it's like, why do we play the season if, if it doesn't matter because we don't think they're power-ranked? They played LSU. Like, they didn't have to. They could have they scheduled their way out of that. They played LSU. They beat them. Like, you, to a certain degree, like, you have to reward them for that. And it's like, at the same time, like, I just don't know how you can ignore a straight-up head-to-head between Alabama and Texas. Like, yeah. what, what's the point of playing the games then? I'll tell you one that I'm not as sure about. Um, you know, you mentioned it feels like the winner of the Pac-12 championship game definitely gets in. I, I tend to agree. Yeah, I'm, I still got an Oregon iffy if they lose. I'm sorry, well, Oregon. Yeah. I'm still, if Oregon wins, if Oregon wins – like that becomes a question. What if Oregon wins and Bama beats Georgia? Yeah, and, and Oregon doesn't look great doing it. And I think there's a, a scenario where there's there's definitely a temptation on the part of the committee to to put Alabama in there or to put Texas in there. So I don't think that's a uh, I don't think that's a given. Uh, it's going to be fun though. I love the fact that there's drama because one, I think it's going to underscore. I think we're going to look at this at, at when it's all said and done on Sunday and say, you know what? There were more than four deserving teams this year, which I think is going to uh, create a little bit of momentum for the 12-team playoff, and it's going to give the proponents of the of the 12-team playoff, I am one of them, uh, the ammunition to say, look, this is why we should expand, because sometimes there's more than four deserving teams. Talking to David Cobb, he covers college football and college basketball for CBSSports.com. Cobb, let's switch to some hoops. Uh, Jeffrey had this question. Have you decided – now that we are about to enter December, who is actually good uh, Cobb, yet? Cobb, I'm pretty sure this is a rite of passage. I think I do this with you every year about December because I'm now watching more college basketball, and I'm sitting there going, like, who's good? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I am working on my power rankings for tomorrow. Love and it. They are, they are subject to change based upon tonight's results. Only a few teams uh, in action that I would consider. Right now I'm, I'm a firm believer in Purdue, in UConn, in Marquette, in Arizona. I mean, after that, though, it is, eh, we'll see. Like, everybody's ready to jump on that Houston bandwagon, like always. But that that non-conference schedule for Houston is Charmin soft. Like, Kelvin Sampson said, you know what, we're going to the Big 12 this year, so we ain't playing anybody in November and December. So I'm not ready to go there with Houston yet. Kentucky made a breakthrough last night, but that was their first victory of any significance whatsoever. So, I mean, the list of teams that I'm willing to declare are, are definitely good is only about five deep. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Interesting. Uh, I, I do think when Kentucky gets at full strength, like, I do, I think they flash. That was the best single-game Kentucky performance last night against Miami that I've seen in years. And I think they are being helped by the fact that their big men are out because it is forcing John Calipari to play a more modern, up-tempo, perimeter-oriented style after he was stuck with that Oscar Sheeway, lane-clogging, pound-the-rock sort of mentality the last couple of years. And so Trey Mitchell is like the perfect five-man in the modern game. And I'm not saying they won't benefit from Aaron Bradshaw coming back. The rim protection that he'll bring once he's healthy is going to be significant. But I don't know that it's significant in the way of like him playing 30 minutes a game. I, I see Aaron Bradshaw being kind of like what Derek Lively was for Duke last season where maybe he doesn't even start. Maybe he only plays 15 minutes a game, but he's super effective defensively in that time. So, I mean, the the, the reality is Kentucky is, is looking really good. It's just we're basing that off of two games right now. They played Kansas close and they beat Miami. It's been nothing else other than that. They almost lost at home to St. Joe's, whereas a team like Memphis, to, to localize it, they've actually mm. played more good teams at this point. So we've maybe even got a better read on a team like that because Memphis has played four really quality opponents to this point and gone 3-1 and one in those games. What, what is your read on the Tigers coming out of uh, the battle for Atlantis where they you know, obviously get the two big wins over Michigan and Arkansas and then kind of gets steamrolled by Villanova in the championship game. What, what do you make of Memphis from what you've seen so far? Well, I was on their Ken Palm page last night, and something stuck out to me that is just wild. And it is Memphis ranking 39th in D1 experience. So basically like almost top 10% in college basketball in the amount of D1 experience they have. But then in minutes continuity, 341st. So there is a 300-spot discrepancy between their experience and their continuity. So they're, they're, they're old, they're veteran, but they haven't played together. These are all new faces, as we know. And they're still figuring out the roles. I love the fact, though, that they've got, it seems like, five different guys who can be the leading scorer on a yeah. given night. But on those nights, like against Villanova, when nobody is hot, when there's not that David Jones or, or Ashton Hardaway breakout performance, like where does Memphis go on a possession-to-possession basis um, to facilitate offense, to get good looks? It, it looks to me like there's still a question mark there. Like I maybe thought Jordan Brown would be the guy who would get a – a paint touch almost every possession. I don't know that they've necessarily gotten to that point with him yet or if they even intend to. So it's like when there's not the hot hand, uh, what's your offense? Who's, mm-hmm. who's 
running the show. There's no Kendrick Davis this year to just hand the ball to and say, hey, go get us some points, right? So maybe that's my my reservation. But overall, I mean, I'm really encouraged by the yeah. fact that they've done a good job here in the, in the non-con. I also th- I think the big men they need they they need an answer at center. Is Jordan Brown the guy? Is it Malcolm Dandridge? Brown has not looked good in these first six games. Dandridge has flashed, but that's what he's always done. Like you know what I mean? Like that's it's just yeah. He doesn't look any different than previous years. I think he got banged up. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, did leave that one game. I think he got banged up, and I but think, that's again because that's I th- part of his mo. Yeah, is no, that, I agree with know? that. But I did think he was looking pretty good before that. Um, no, he's flat. Like as a rim protector, he flat. But they need one of those guys. Like they don't need both of them, but they need one of them to emerge because they're getting killed on the. If you look look at those Ken Palm numbers, they're they're one of the worst uh, defensive rebounding teams in the country right now. Yeah, we're also in a point now where the old oh he needs to pare the rotation down thing might become an issue because he's got like like ten or eleven guys who are part of this rotation, which is it's great, great luxury to have. Um, the depth is, is tremendous. The size is, is really good. Uh, it's not necessarily a problem, but as this season goes on. I think he's going to play 10 or 11 the whole year. That's my gut. I, and maybe I, in the second halves of some games he'll cut it down, but I think he's going to. Yeah. My gut tells me he's playing 10 or 11 most of the year. You know, if, if you want to go up-tempo and, and stifle folks defensively, um, you know, that, that can work. There can be something to that. Offensively, though, I mean, it can be difficult to find a rhythm when you're when you're yeah. cycling guys in and out, and and guys aren't as accustomed to playing with each other. And you know that's doubly magnified when you, when you don't have that that continuity. But I mean, overall, like guys, really encouraged. Yeah, five like, and I one. Know, yeah, I know the Villanova game was a total clunker, but that's November in college basketball. That stuff happens. Villanova lost a pin, and and then comes back and wins that battle for Atlantis, and looks like a, a you know a second weekend team while doing it. So. I mean, I know. And it, it was we, also it was day three of a tournament. Like you know, what I mean, like right. yeah, it can it can yeah, be a crapshoot. They might have had too much fun at the uh, on the water slides at Atlantis, you know, the, the, the night before. Well, and what's interesting about the way Penny set up the schedule is, like, they are not going to play. They're still more than two weeks away from playing a meaningful, like their next home game at FedEx Forum. They have three. Road games in an eight-day span starting Saturday at Ole Miss before, and then they have another week, you know, like a week off or six days off before they play Clemson at home. Um, and it's just really interesting to me how the schedule has been set up. It was like it's like you had the Missouri game at first, then the three games in the Bahamas. Now you got these three road games at Ole Miss, at VCU, at Texas A and M. Then three home games: Clemson, Virginia, Vanderbilt. Kind of to close, you have these three game segments where you can evaluate them. And so far, you know, the first three game segment, I think they did pretty well, as you noted, in the Bahamas. And now they got these three road games uh, coming up. It'll be, uh, can they go two and one again in those? You know, and if they can come out at two and one, like you're looking pretty good. Their schedule is awesome. I love it. It's like the inverse of the power conference schedule. It's like the Gonzaga approach. Like our, our important games are in November and December. I'm just glad, like teams are like coaches are still willing to play Penny and play Memphis. Um, like you look at Liberty, for example, like Richie McKay, he has a squad there, but nobody will play him, so he's just stuck trying to schedule the best non-conference mid-majors that he can. 
Memphis has a great schedule, and they're doing pretty well with it so far. Like, that Ole Miss game all of a sudden looks interesting because Ole Miss is undefeated and getting, oh, did y'all see? Uh, Musa Cisse, I'm pretty sure, is uh, is cleared now. Yes, so. he has been. Chris Beard confirmed it last out of, night. Out of nowhere. He's been clear. He was on the bench last night, and before, I guess it was right before the game last night. Musa was cleared at Ole Miss. So now they will have seven foot five Jamarian Sharp at Ole Miss and old friend Musa Cisse when uh, Memphis goes down to Oxford on Saturday. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I love their schedule. I, I think they're, they're doing a good job with it, and they, they've got to because we all know what the AAC is going to be. Thankfully, thankfully, FAU uh, took care of business in their multi team event after losing that home to Bryant. Like, that was huge for the league and for Memphis that FAU was able to rebound from that. Yeah, don't forget they lost to Ole Miss last year. FAU, yeah. yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't get it out of my memory the whole year. <laughs> couldn't get it. It was part of why. Yes, it's part, part of why I kept fading them and kept yeah. losing a ton of money. <laughs> like, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Like that team, that team lost to Ole Miss. Uh, all right, Cobb, we appreciate, it, man. We'll talk to you next week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 